For garden color from the ground up, start with the ground. Vigoro Colored Bark Mulch from the Home Depot. Now, three bags for just nine bucks. It protects your plants beautifully and maintains its color for up to 12 months in shades of red, brown, or black that really set off your garden, not to mention your spring. Bring on spring color with Vigoro Colored Bark Mulch. Three bags, nine bucks. Now at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Limit 60 per customer. Color selection varies by store. bad mood with this song playing. <laughs> yes. Baby. I don't know when my 30 seconds is up, but I'm an- <laughs> We're gonna cut this off right now. Yeah. Live from the temporary Live Mono Worldwide Studios. Being heard globally, I mean globally, on armed radio, seen globally on Facebook Live, check us out at J at J Berglund or at MG, what is it, Morning Gratitude with the Mayor, so MGTWM. Uh, we are streaming live. We are live. I cannot believe this. This is amazing. We are on armed radio, heard all over the world. We are seen all over the world on Facebook, and this is Morning Gratitude with the Mayor. I am your host, Joshua T. Berglund, and I am uh, seriously geeking out today. We, um, <laughs> God bless, man. Uh, yesterday, we were able to work through some kinks, and we've got some more kinks that we have to work through, of course, before we go to the prime time. But, uh, man, what a blessing to be here. Um, this show is Morning Gratitude with the Mayor because it is all about gratitude. I am the mayor, not really. Um, not like I don't have any governmental authority, but um, anyway, that is the nickname, and we'll explain why I'm sure on later shows if you don't know already. Um, man, what a day. First, f- first things first, I want to give a shout-out to SoCo Cannabis Creations. Thank you guys so much for uh, supporting the show. You guys can go to SoCo Canna. Dot com. Use promo code LIVEMANA, that's L-I-V-E-M-A-N-A. You can get free shipping and save 10% off on your order. Man, this is such a blessing. I am so excited to be here. Um, I First things first, I have to say I want to give a shout-out to Joe Rocks from Armed Radio. Uh, Mary, uh, thank you guys so much for the opportunity to be a part of this platform. Uh, this is uh, – man, this is just a blessing – I am so excited about this. Um, well, so this show, guys, in case if you've never joined and you don't know, you're hearing this for the first time. Um, thank you guys so much for joining us on Armed Radio. Guys, uh, this show, again, is about gratitude. It's showing the passion and purpose in everyone. Everyone here has a voice. We will have everything from like world changers. We'll have CEOs. We'll have celebrities. We'll have directors. We'll just have the common folk, quote, unquote, 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 however you say that. Um, the point is this, everybody has a story and it should be heard. And on this platform, that is going to happen. So really, really thankful that you guys are joining us this morning. We have an awesome guest today. Um, I uh, So a lot of the people that I've been blessed to meet through social media and just get to see their stories, before I have them come on the show, I um, it's so important to me to make sure that they are the real deal. Um, I really do not want people on here sh- selling a, a bunch of uh, false goods. Again, this show is about auth- authenticity and just straight up. It's just about people that are trying to change the world. And it doesn't matter if you're somebody that has 5 million followers or you have one. Um, you have a voice on this show and you have a story that needs to be heard. And we're hoping that this is the platform for you to make that happen. So is such a blessing um, to have everyone joining us. If you want to check out and see the show live, you can go to Facebook. Just look up Joshua T. Berglund, uh, Morning Gratitude with the Mayor. 
Uh, we're streaming live on there. And then, of course, streaming live um, on my personal page on Facebook. Maybe get that done real quick. Um, so our guest, I've been watching to segue into what the heck we were. I was just saying our guest, I've been watching and seeing what he's all about. And I got to be honest with you. Um, I'm really, really excited. I don't know if you guys are familiar with working in a flow state, but it is something that I've relied on to help me get a lot of stuff done fast. Um, and I, I, I'm somebody that I consider to be very creative and I like having things set up a certain way. So to be honest, it's giving me anxiety being out in this room right now where I'm recording from because it's not my studio, but we'll be back in there soon. That said, Clay Green is a guy that is driven to change and transform people's lives. It has been a blessing to watch him speak and watch him touch people's lives. If you guys are not following him, you got to check him out. Um, I don't like to ruin things with, um, you know, with a lot of information up front. So we're going to get right into this, guys. Um, ladies and gentlemen, it is a great pleasure for me to introduce to you Mr. Clay Green. And and the audience is clapping, of course. What's up, Mr. Green? How you doing, sir? Hey, what's going on, Joshua? It is awesome to meet you, man. I'm so glad to be here. Man, thank I, you I for really, the amazing intro. Uh, thank you so much for that, man. I it's a real honor for me. I've I really I stalk people online before I have them on the show because I don't, you know, it's I don't want false messengers up here breathing hope and inspiration in people's lives and and basically being a con artist. And my friend, you are the real deal. And it is just a tremendous blessing for, um, you know, just having you on the show. So thank you so much. Thank you, Joshua. I appreciate that so much. It feels so awesome to, to get that validation, to be real with you. I'm feeling you. Um, and I want to give a real shout. Good morning, everyone, to that's watching on Facebook. Jordan, good to see you. Jim, John, uh, Wallace, Barbara. Oh, John, Tia, great to see you guys. Marty, great to see you. Jose, Stacy, wow, what an audience today. Bonnie, good to see you. Uh, please welcome our guest, Clay Green. Clay, first things first, uh, as we do every single morning with our guest, we ask, what are you grateful for today? Joshua, um, it's kind of funny. You, you, you kind of gave me that heads up, and it's, it's hilarious. I've developed a habit now when the alarm goes off, or when, um, when you know, you know, when you're like going between that moment of, of, of sleep and consciousness, that that <laughs> yes. first moment. Um, I've developed a habit now of I start asking, "What am I grateful for? What am I grateful for? Interesting. What am I grateful for?" Now, the the fun part is like you know the first couple things are this blanket, this pillow. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm so thankful for that. <laughs> You're in that almost dream state, and it, it 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 after you go through the first couple things, my girlfriend, you know, all that stuff, um, weird stuff stops starts popping up. Sure, like really like weird stuff. Um, so to be honest with you, Joshua, that is I think what I'm going to answer is I'm thankful that I've learned how to, um, or I've 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 under I've grown to understand and develop and implement habits like that i'm thankful for my habits i'm just so thankful so because tell me about yeah. so tell me about your habits clay because you're somebody again and i want to talk about the flow state and i'm so grateful that this is something that you're about because i've never had anyone on the show to discuss this and i it's it's been critical to my success and just how i function day in day out um but tell us, tell us about your habits and, and the kind of habits that you that you have every single day um, that allow you to do the things that you're doing. Um, the three habits that matter, and this is not original. This is not something I've created or anything like that. This is just something that I've learned. But and if we get into it, we get into it. I can tell you about the stories about why I learned these things and how I learned these things and how they made such an impact on me. Sure. But the, the three habits that matter, the only three habits that matter, the first three habits that everyone needs to, to I'm going to use the word master, are mm -hmm. meditation, journaling, and gratitude. Period. If, if you start there, 
I mean, we can get into stretching. We can get into drinking water. We can get into, you know, there's a million ways to use meditation and journaling and gratitude. Right. There's, it's just, these are cans of worms that have no bottom. So um, we dive into that, but those are what I call the enabling habits. I enable, empower, and then enthuse, or, and enthuse. So the first step is always enable. You have to be enabled. You have to master your mind to the point where you can turn the switch on or off. And there is the first step in that, awareness. Awareness, awareness. And the only way to build awareness or the best way to build awareness, meditation. So those are my three core habits. So what do you say to people that (laughs) with meditation, people, a lot of times people struggle with quieting their mind. What kind of, like, off the top of your head tip can you offer to somebody that says, I can't get my head to shut up, <laughs> so I can't, I can't make my, my mind quiet down long enough to meditate? What, what do you say to those people? We cut out? It's ironic. I, I, I watched, I've, I've watched some of your videos, uh, the whole stalking thing. I've watched some of your videos as well. <laughs> and, yeah, it's me. Um, just last night, so Tara and I are in Salt Lake City right now, and we went up to Sundance, and um, I had a conversation with someone just last night who said the same thing. I'm sorry, I'm going to plug my laptop in real quick just to make sure that it stays alive. Interesting. I've got the Pamela, wrong floor. Oh, John Barry, Pamela, uh, great to see you guys. If ever, anyone, anyone listening on Armed Radio, if you'd like to see us live, we are uh, just look up Joshua T. Berglund or Morning Gratitude with the Mayor. Join the conversation. Uh, we love questions. Our guest is incredible today. We are going to get into some really fun stuff. Um, so we'd love to see your questions. And guys watching on Facebook, feel free to ask questions. Clay is the, Clay's the man, and you're about to find out why. All right, Clay, go so, ahead. So the distracted mind, right? So I, I literally had this huge conversation last night with somebody about this. I, too, have been diagnosed with and suffer from and have, been, have taken drugs for ADHD. So I definitely am relating to that whole distracted thing. And you mentioned that earlier in one of your interviews with the the stuff that you got that going on. When what this comes down to is your motivation. Once you get the right motivation, you are going to figure this out. You're going to do whatever it takes. What it took for me to start meditating, I had to I had to be distracted. I'd have three things stacked up to distract me. What I mean by that is really like seriously to to focus on. So the whole, the whole purpose of meditation is there's two, two main purposes, awareness and rewiring your mind. Awareness of what's going on, awareness if you're focused or awareness if you're distracted, awareness if it feels good or awareness if it feels bad, right? So for me to start meditating, I had to be, I had to have a guided meditation playing. And again, I love the word infinite. There is an infinite supply of guided meditations that you can find on the internets, YouTube, Google, boom, you have everything you need. Um, I also, also in meditation and I didn't know this, but I started, once I dove into it and started learning the reason that we focus on our breathing So that was the second stack of distraction was breathing, focusing on the in, the out. The reason that you do that is because it's a it's normally a subconscious behavior. Normally, you don't have to think about your breathing. So if you are actually thinking about and controlling your breathing, you're kind of knocking on the door. So if everybody right now just takes a second and takes a breath in everybody and then, when, and then when you exhale you just keep exhaling further than you normally do and you keep exhaling and you keep exhaling until you feel like you're about to pass out almost you know and then you breathe back in and let it come in and you control it though you don't gasp it you just control it and bring it back in you just did it you were literally on the barrier between your conscious reality and your unconscious subconscious mind because you were controlling this, this, this thin veiled thing you're breathing. Huh? So that, so there's, there's, there's a reason, there's a lot of reasons behind that. 
when we start talking about focus on your breathing. And the third thing I had to be doing was a stretch routine. I'd gone to a few yoga classes and I'd, you know, done a few of those things and, and I'm getting a little older now. So a morning stretching exercise is a really healthy, good thing. So I would literally put a yoga mat down or, or even not maybe a towel in a, uh, a towel in a hotel room if I'm traveling and I would have a guided meditation playing and I would have my breathing. So right. I'm sitting there, I'm sitting there stretching, you know, feeling a muscle stretch, focusing on that breathing into that muscle. And then I would get distracted. I would start thinking about something and I would catch myself. I'll be like, Oh, I'm thinking about my bills. I'm thinking about my girlfriend, whatever. And then I would say, okay, I should be focused on something else. And since the stretching was kind of boring now on that particular muscle, I would either focus on my breathing or I would go to the guided meditation and be like, wait, what, what's it saying now? You know, what's, what's the, what's, what's the words. And so that's how I would stack up three things. And every time I would get distracted, I would go to the next thing. If that makes sense. I hope that makes right. sense. That's how I would start if I was one of those people that says, I can't quiet my mind. Stack up things to stay focused on. I like that a lot. So when you, so I don't know how many people know this about you, and I, I mean, it is on your website, but you are, you were in the Navy and you worked on nuclear, you were U.S. Navy nuclear reactor operations. Is What was your official title? Electronics Did I butcher that? Technician. No, no, I was, I was a nuclear reactor operator. And back in the day they took, um, there was, there was three jobs, long story short, I had to learn electronics, electronics and electromechanical control systems. Um, and like, think about remote control robotics, that kind of thing. And, um, all, all this, and then, and then that was just so we could control the reactor so we can make things happen inside there. Right. And then we had to learn the subatomic physics of what's going on in that reactor. Wait, so is subatomic physics a real word? <laughs> quantum physics, um, quantum physics or Newtonian physics. There's yes. So meaning, wow. meaning I understood, I had to understand what was happening inside that reactor at a level smaller than protons, neutrons, and electrons. I had to understand, or, or at that level, I had to understand what was going on in there at that small of a level. It, it, oh it was crazy. That's so that, amazing. Yeah. And that's, that's why so it's so, it's so interesting to me because the people that come into my world are mostly like engineering type because I have this strong engineering background and, and it's a very technical background. And what I've learned is if you, if you start over here in that world, kind of like the, well, I'm not out of the brain, but if you start over here in that tech world and you start going deep and you just start digging, digging, digging deep and you get down to the big badass boys that are playing over at that big collider in Switzerland mm-hmm. and they're playing with the God particle and all that stuff. And you talk to those guys, guess where you just ended up? You just ended up at the same place that the religious and spiritual woo-woo guys, the deep, big-ass, badasses that are doing all this research for the centuries and looking at how all this stuff, those guys, they're saying the same thing. Our reality is, our reality exists because of this thing between our ears. And there is nothing more important in my world that I, that I can, you, you can't point at anything more important than in this, on this planet than right here. And I mean, for you, Joshua, and for everybody listening, your brain is the most important thing on this planet. There's just no question about it. And that's based on the years and years of research that I've done and, and what they're saying and all that stuff. That's why meditation is such a big deal to me. Let me ask you something. I want to segue because you're everything that you just described and what you did for the military was about the attention to detail, the focus, the, you know, the structure and following a pattern. But yet the flow state, which is to me the most desired state of living there is, is really about freedom. 
How did you transition from being this, have this controlled mindset where everything was focused and detailed to this flow where, well, it's, it, it, a flow is a flow. I mean, you just, it's just, I, what I call it is like this momentary superhuman strength and ability to make things happen. <laughs> that's, that's the Josh Berglund <laughs> definition of flow state. But I do know that they are two different types of, being and focus and and so talk to me about how you transitioned or you found the ability to flow when your brain is trained and hardwired to pay attention to the detail oh joshua let's 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 make sure we're on let let me figure out where we're at in this conversation about flow state uh have you read the book the rise of superman no sir i've not but i'm going to write it down now So there's, there's I highly recommend about when we start talking about flow state, two books, The Rise of Superman, and the second one is Steam Fire. Have you read either one of those books? You cut out a little bit. What was the second book called? You got to love technology. Man, that's what can, uh-oh, you know what it is? It's, it's something weird with my, uh, with my Wi-Fi what's going on it was kind of weird this morning the uh but i, I want to point this out when when we get down to something important technology acts up it's kind of weird so the two books the rise of superman and you read those either one of those books heard of them? It, it cut out again golly wow I'm, so i'm gonna right. the link on my phone as he's figuring this out, I want to say shout out to Sophie. Good to see you. Marty Norman, welcome. Pamela, Robert, thank you guys for joining the show and all your comments. Pamela, Mary, John, uh, Barbara, Christopher, Jim, good to see you guys. Good morning. Uh, yeah, we were talking about the flow state. and I think he's about to shoot holes all over um, my theory about flow state. And if you guys know what it is, it's amazing. It, it is something that, like for me, when I create a flow state, it's all about my environment. And like, I, so I love good music and happy music. And I kind of, believe it or not, I'm not a good dancer, but I dance around. And, and then, and I kind of get my adrenaline going just enough. And then I, whether it's sitting down to work, to write, um, or to create, it's amazing. It's just thoughts are flea-flowing. Flea free-flowing in my head, and and every action I take just seems to be in sync, and it's like riding this amazing wave. And sometimes it can last for four hours, sometimes it lasts for two, but in that moment, it's like that is where greatness just happens for me. All right, Clay's back. We've got technology fixed, I think. Let's pray. Um, Marty, good to see you, buddy. All right, you're back. Are you there? Joshua, can you hear me? Oh, yeah, I can hear you great. Seriously? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? <laughs> the um, the Internet gods do not want um, us to talk, I don't think, because of the um, talking about flow state. Maybe someone doesn't want us to know. You know, the government's shut down right now, so the government can't possibly be spying on me right now, can they? By the way, I want to know, anyone listening out there, how many of your family members are freaking uh, not getting paid because the government shut down? My brother's overseas on some secret mission, and they have not paid him or his wife while he's deployed. He's not being paid. How many of you guys are dealing with that? I wish our government would get the freaking act back, freaking act together. Let's try Clay again. Um, you back? Can you hear me? Are you there? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you great, man. Okay, awesome. Let's try this again. This is interesting. I love this, man. I'm not going to mess with stuff. Marty. I'll take him out. I'm but telling you. Okay. I'm in a flow state. It's amazing. You better get off of here. No, actually, I want you here. Stay Jessica. here, Jessica. All right. Are you Are you there, sir? I'm here, and I want to apologize. So I'm living a mobile lifestyle now. Um, okay. We travel the country in our Lake City right now for... Sundance. 
kind of the gypsy lifestyle for song dance and for snow uh, coffee shops, man. And it was where it was been working great all day, but now it's kind of flaky. But anyway, it's okay. We can uh, hear you great. So there's two books. Go ahead. All right. Two books, two books, the rise of Superman and stealing five. They're both by the same author. His name is Stephen Kotler, K O T L E R. I want to apologize to everybody for the, uh, for the, for the lag and stuff. I apologize. So Stephen Kotler. So the thing is these two books, it, they really define the flow state and what's going on in, in your brain physically. So Joshua, what happened to me was I spent 25 years trying to build businesses, trying to do, build different kinds of businesses, and I never could get it done. Getting to a certain point and then not following through. <laughs> and I didn't crash. At the t- at the time, I had I had. Uh, been teaching new motorcycle riders for about a decade. And when I was doing that, I'll write the book. Then. Um, when I hit that deer, basically I was very present. It was not a near death experience. It was a, I was in a deep state of flow. Two days later, I found the book, the rise of Superman. And that explained how much, was physically operating when you're in a flow state. Five years, long story short, I've been teaching people how to achieve this flow state at any point they want in their day. Um, what's up, Martin? I want to say hey to Martin. Martin's my boy. He's actually been in one of my masterminds. And, uh, and yeah, Martin, I just saw a post from you this morning, man. Love you, dog. Love you so much. So, um, how to, I've been teaching people how to get into this state of flow any day, any time, on any task. So, so Joshua, when you say that you are incredibly free when you're in a flow state, well, when you're doing dishes, you're you know that's a very regimented that's a veg, that's a very regimented activity, right? Like you've never seen like me you can't just sling them out the window. <laughs> I'm, I'm down. I get, I'm down. I get in I'm trouble sure I I all the time for the way I put up dishes. So I, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Martine. So um, I hear you, though. I hear you, Joshua. But the point is, you can enter a state of flow when you're doing very, very routine and regimented things. Right. Like the number, the number one trigger to the state of flow is being super, super, super present, super, super focused, super, super, super in the now. Like I hear people in the, in, in this mastermind and in my teachings, when I work with somebody, what we end up doing is we end up developing a flow launch sequence. And then we develop a way for that person to measure how deep in the state of the flow they are in any given task. So, so as we're doing that, you know, you, you set a scale up one to 10 and one of my clients, he describes it this way, his, his 10, his deepest state of flow ever was when he was in like a five year relationship with someone and on his computer at one point he, he got indication that she, and, and he, he said he clearly remembers when he saw those words disappeared and all that he saw were those words so that intense focus right that literally literally everything goes away except for what you're looking at so ironically to answer your question i used to i was not just a reactor operator i was a reactor operator trainer and we used to sit kids in front of the panel we used to sit kids there in front of the reactor in in front of the panel and they had to focus with a fire burning next to them while we're banging pots and pans, while we're, while they're a thousand feet under the water with a torpedo chasing them. Because as soon as they take their eye off and try to put that fire out, that's when we throw a switch and cause something bad to happen inside the reactor. 
right? So you've got to, and these are drills, obviously, that I'm talking about, right? These are, these are not, these are control drills. These are not, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't do a Chernobyl or anything like that. <laughs> um, but that's the point. You got to, and, and, and you can sit there and you can be almost asleep. And that was a risk because we would go to sleep or you could sit there and you can be attentive. And we had to do it for six hours at a time. You're sitting there for six hours at a time staying focused. So it's it's hilarious to me. It's ironic to me that now I'm helping entrepreneurs learn how to stay focused for an hour, where I used to help 20-year-old kids that literally sit for six hours. Jeez. So there's so, the reactor operator, the discipline, the focus, and all that, and – some just some more description about what the state of flow is, and I think everybody saw those two books: "The Rise of Superman" right. and Ste- "and Stealing Fire." Thanks, Martin, for uh, putting this on the screen. I appreciate that very much. Um, wow, man! So that is um, one of the things on your website. It says that one of the things that you do is you save new motorcycle riders' lives, and you help racers shave their lap times too. Did we lose him? We lost him. How funny. You know, the technology is just a mother trucker sometimes. You know that? <laughs> Hold on. I'm going to ask him the motorcycle question. Are you back? I'm back, I think. Okay. I'm back. So tell me about this, uh, the, the saving motor, new motorcycle riders' lives and helping riders shave their lap times, too. Are you, are, are you a rider? Did I say so, that right? Yes. Yes, I ride motorcycles. Uh, if you guys go check out my website or check out the uh, my Facebook, you'll see some pictures. There's actually pictures of the deer incident up there, and you can find video about it and all that stuff, and the story is really good. But this is why this is so important to me. So I learned how to ride a motorcycle when I was 30, 29, 31, something like that. That is a different situation than somebody that learned how to ride a motorcycle when they were two or five. Right. So if, if any listeners out there learned how to ride when you were a kid, here's, here's the difference. You learned at such a young age that you intuitively and, 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 and now you've progressed to the point where your reactions are the correct reactions for being in that environment. On the other hand, a 30-year-old man or a 20-year-old man, they have been inside a car. They've been walking. They have not been riding a motorized vehicle that will send them 100 miles an hour down the street with their brain. I mean, it's it's a completely different world. So literally 99.9% of the time, there's, there's one example when your reaction is right. But the overwhelming majority, 99.9% of the time, our natural reactions on a motorcycle are deadly. And I'm not, I'm not talking about, ooh, it's dangerous. I mean, literally, if you guys want to watch, and I'm sorry for the bad internet, this is the throttle hand, your right hand. If you do what I'm about to do at the wrong time, you can die. Did you see that, Joshua? I don't know if, yeah. you, I don't know if you saw it. So, so literally, if your body reacts and causes you to say, I want to slow down, and you roll off the throttle, and then you remember, no, I'm not supposed to th- slow down in this example, and you get back on the gas. So literally, a twitch, a twitch of the wrist can kill you on a motorcycle. So I learned to ride when I was 30, and it took me about two years to put all this stuff right. Now, we go back to the time I was 20 when I was learning about that stuff I was talking about as far as nuclear reactor operations. Since then, I've been an engineer for Intel. I've been a, a primarily a, an adult trainer in the semiconductor world making computer chips. And so really high-tech, really stressful, really anxious-ridden stuff where you've got to focus. So that's what my life was. And then I got into some extreme sports like motorcycle riding. So right. when I was about – 32, I kind of put all this together and I said, wait a second. They, they taught me how to use the clutch and how to use the gas, but they didn't teach me how to think. They tried to. And so I realized that, holy cow, I need to teach these new riders that I keep seeing going and understand why they're going in the ditch. It's because they're going around a turn and when they shouldn't be reacting. So, 
So I used to teach new motorcycle riders how to be aware of where it's actually thrown. So this threshold, it moves around. If it's a sunny day, your threshold might be high. If it's a rainy day, your threshold is going to be lower. If you slept good last night, your reaction threshold, if you were high, you're thinking about good thoughts. Your reaction threshold is going to be higher than if you're, if you had a bad night, if you had a fight with your girlfriend and your mortgage is going to be late. Your reaction threshold is going to be lower. But that's just the threshold. The question is, where are you operating? As you operate, you go through your day. Like, for example, in the morning, your threshold may be way down here. But as the day goes on, you get more and more tired. Your energy goes away. Your ability to make good decisions goes down. You get closer and closer to that threshold. So this all brings us back to awareness. Awareness of where your threshold is. Awareness of where you're operating relative to that threshold, etc., etc. So go meditate. So for about a decade before I hit the deer, I had been teaching new motorcycle riders how to think, not react, how to how to control that. Oh, shit reaction. And that's <laughs> what I do today. Yeah, that's what I do today, except I do it with people that are business owners and they've plateaued because because once you've plateaued and once you're aware you're plateaued before you take that next growth step, that plateau how big that plateau is all depends on your awareness. What would you say? What would you real quick? um, I want to give a shout out to the arm radio audience. Uh, Thank you guys so much for joining morning gratitude with the mayor. And then of course, everybody live on Facebook. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We are with the amazing clay green Um, man. This is fantastic. What, what would you say? It's, what would you say that from the like the, the the guys that you're working with? What would you say the number one reason people get stuck and or they plateau, where there's just no more growth, they're they're not scaling? What would you say the number one factor in that is that they've that they have, it's men it's men and women by the way um, men and women that so they have plateaued. Guys. Yeah, what, what would you say that it would cause – what would you say the number one reason why people get stuck in that plateau stage professionally? Because it could be actors. It could be businessmen. It could be radio hosts. It could be whatever. You know, everyone you, – you plateau. Athletes, yeah. What do you think causes that? The, the – a concept that I've put together called belief circles. Mm-hmm. That's the answer. Um when 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 we grow but the whole the whole yeah let me let me take a step back you know the quote anything the mind of man can conceive he can achieve right no that's not the quote that's not the quote that's a that's one of the most often misquoted quotes the quote is anything the mind of man can achieve, can conceive and believe he can achieve. So it's all about what you believe. So what happens is somebody says, I want to be a millionaire. I want to build a business that has a thousand customers. I want to an Olympic. I want to be an Olympic. I want to be an Olympic athlete versus I want to be a gold medalist. Right. I want to be, you know, they, they have this idea and then they build their world around this idea and you get friends, you start hanging out, you start hanging out in entrepreneurial environments, whatever it is, you, you build up your belief. Once your belief is there, once your belief is at X level and you're usually celebrating and you're usually happy about that. For some period of time. And then all of a sudden you start looking up here at this other guy. Maybe you're an Olympic athlete and now you want to be a gold medalist. Maybe you're a six-figure entrepreneur and now you want to be a seven-figure entrepreneur. Well, that step is always going to be outside your belief circles. 
So the, the most common, the best, the best example for this is the gym or being in shape or working out and building your mass or losing your weight or something like that. Right. Some kind of physical exercise. There are so many programs out there designed to help like, like weight watchers, um, the gym, whatever gym you go to or whatever gym you're thinking about, they have some kind of workout program. And the reason that it's there <laughs> is because because that next level that you're going for is outside your belief circles. So the trick is, and, and, and it's hard, it's painful. Like think about going to the gym and you work out. Mm-hmm. It literally is ripping your muscles apart, right? Well, Joshua, it looks like you've worked out probably. Once when you twice. go to the gym, you know, <laughs> the gym, you know that you're doing good things. You know, that you're growing grow so that pain that you feel you've built the synaptic connections you've wired it you've changed your brain so that the 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 pain is good it's inside your belief circles interesting that this pain is a good thing and you can do it versus it's outside and it hurts Okay. So there's, there's a whole lot with this belief circle concept. The, there, it, it usually takes me somewhere between two and three weeks to two and three months to get one person to have the, the, the real of how tiny beliefs, the difference between beliefs, because the difference between belief and disbelief is, is this itty-bitty little feeling. It's this tiny little feeling that that's as big as the Grand Canyon. And we froze. That's me causing people like a freaking wall is, is that they don't believe it because if they don't believe it and they go to take a step, you go to take an action that's outside your belief circles. Guess what you just did. You just crossed your survival reaction threshold. And when you cross that, your subconscious, your ego, your your amygdala is going to do everything it can to stop you. Wow. And it's going to make it painful and hard and frustrating to get through to the other side because it wants to protect you. It wants to keep you safe right here. Holy crap. And so that's literally what I do. That's literally what I do with people is I help people rewire their brains so that whatever it is that they want is inside their belief circles. So there's a lot of people that are listening to the show that are in recovery and in, in, in the system of rehab and, and in recovery has, I hate to say it's failed a lot of people, but the success rate is not that good. What is your success in working with addicts? I think the question was, what is my success in working with addicts? Well, have you, have you, do you, have you worked with addicts specifically on their addictions? Um, thank you, Stephen. Don't freeze clay cause you're smoking. Um, <laughs> I have definitely worked with some addicts. I have not worked with addicts on their addiction. Okay. If that makes sense. I yes, believe sir. I'm a, I'm a, I believe I'm an addict. I'm an addict. I know I'm an, I'm addicted when I get hooked on something. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a lot of friends and associates that are working with people in the PTSD world right now. Start talking. And, and I want to point, I want to point addicted or have PTSD toward that stealing fire. There's a lot of interesting research happening right now around that world. Um, I don't focus. Congratulations on Pam, Pamela. I don't focus um, on addictive behaviors. However, I've worked with a lot of people that have that are recovering, and they resonate and really appreciate my teachings and my perspectives and how it's helping them cope in different situations. If that makes sense. No, that makes perfect I, sense. I, I firmly believe. Yeah. 
I firmly believe that that what I teach is the most is the base level of where it both most base level and most empowering practices to get people to the next steps. Okay. I love that. Um, tell me about a time. And I know that you had a near death experience in the middle of that story. The, the computer was going crazy, but can you tell us of another time as if a near death experience was not enough, um, a time where basically all hope was lost and you really at the, in, in the moment thought, Oh my God, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? And, and really just like you're hopeless. Can you tell us about a time that you were hopeless and what you did to overcome that? Did it cut out? <laughs> so, so first off, because of the breakup, the breaking up that's happening, because of the challenge that we're having with our tech, and I'm sorry about that. Um, I want to make sure to say this again. Then, my the motorcycle situation, the motorcycle situation was not a near death. Ex- it, it was not a near death experience from the perspective of me thinking I almost died. Okay. It was a near death experience in the fact that I should have crashed and I probably would have died if I crashed, but I didn't crash because I was so, I performed. I did just the perfect things. And the reason that I did those perfect things is because of how my brain was working. Got it. Um, so when you were talking about, so, so there's, I've got a near death experience that I've had when I was on a submarine <laughs> and different situation because there was no real hopelessness or there was no real recovery from that hopelessness. Another example is, is the general everyday hopelessness that, that we can kind of go through the last 10 years or so, the last, I would say between five and or between four and six, eight years ago, I've, I've had a lot of hopeless moments where it's like, there's just, how is this going to work? Bills, you know, I I work my, you work yourself into a tizzy stressing about your bills and your obligations and your commitments. And are you going to be able to eat? How in the world is this going to work? And my answer to that is everything always works out perfectly for me. <laughs> I, I, I don't know how else to say it. Well, when, I'm, when, I, when, I, when I feel myself getting under that weight, oh, sorry. When I, when I feel myself getting under that weight, it's like you have to remind yourself. You have to keep focused on looking your past. Every time you, you've got hopeless example after hopeless example, I guarantee it in everybody on in everybody else's life. Yet here you are listening to this right now on the internet. <laughs> it always works out, man. Right. That's probably the most honest answer I've ever heard because it's so easy to look at traumatic times in our lives and the things that the, the, the major things. But to be honest, and you just said it, there's lots of moments of hopelessness. Now, made you, mind you, they may only last five seconds or ten seconds, but they're always there. They're always waiting for you. I mean, I, I like to call it the always. enemy. There, there's like it will plant a seed in your head. And, you know, it, life is – it does, everything is about choices, really. And so what do you choose to do with that thought? And how quickly do you – or how long do you want that negative thought to linger in your brain? So I like that. I mean, initially it's like – yeah, we always go for the major traumatic stories, but golly, hopelessness, again, like you said, happens a lot. I mean, sometimes it's a daily thing. We just get it out of our head as quickly as possible. Let's, let's, there's so many things coming up for me right now. Say it. One, um, one, I'm in Salt Lake City, at, and we're, Tara and I are hanging out at Sundance. We're going to documentaries, and we're hanging out with these film people, and it's all about the story in you. You said something at the very beginning of this where it's like, for the first time, I've never really been inspired to what to you're doing, Joshua, because it just seems like too much weight. But for the last, and so props, props to you, I'm saying there, you're a badass. Thank you for doing this. And I know that there's dozens and dozens, hundreds and hundreds of people around the world right now, thousands, I don't, I don't even know, 
better what you're doing. So huge props. Thank you. Because I agree with what you just said. Everybody, the common, normal, every little story counts. In the last 72 hours, I've watched and they've impacted me. Men are huge. But while those two men were huge, it's Joshua. It's Clay. It's the guy sitting over there doing whatever he's doing. It's the normal people. It's the people like us and those daily grind stories. Right. Now, let's daily grind. This is huge. This is vital. Remember when I'm talking about the survival reaction threshold? Right. And I talked about how in the evening, you, your operating situation, your, your energy down, your anxiety. You're close to that reaction threshold to think, not react. And what we just talked about, that what we literally just talked about, that moment of hopelessness, that moment of, oh, crap, what am I going to do? Oh, <laughs> crap, she doesn't like me. Oh, crap, I'm not enough. That is the reaction level that you have to get to and start controlling it there in these in the first seconds, in the first moments where it counts, that's where managing your mind really counts. Man, I love that. That's awesome. So let me ask you something. Are you there? Come on. Are you there? I'm, <laughs> I'm going to say yes, and I'm going to okay. hold my thumb up. Okay. <laughs> Go Perfect. ahead. Perfect, perfect. Because you froze again. Um, what? How do you stay? How do you stay inspired? Because what you, the work that you do, is very sacrificial, and 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 it can also take a lot out of you. You know, anyone that dedicates their lives to serving other people, you're giving a piece of yourself up. So sometimes it's hard to stay motivated or empowered in, or, or, or just in this. Uh, sometimes when you're when you're giving so much of yourself, it's really hard to stay self motivated. Sometimes because you're giving a lot of your power away to other people. How do you reset that? How do you keep and stay on course? So the first thing that comes up is one. It's so individual. It's I've I've done this for years now. I've helped hundreds of people. And I've yet to find one of my clients keeps asking, like, we'll get into this really deep conversation and we'll be working on building his checklist, his his outline for, to answer that question for him. And he's right. like, Clay, can't you just send me a checklist? <laughs> we're built and we're, the answer is we're building your checklist right now. So my checklist, I'll, I'm going to hit some high points for you, but my check is not something that people can go con- seek life. My life is perfect for me. I'm ecstatic about that life. Now, I say that right now, but let's be real. Last night, um, I'll tell you, last night, Tara and I, we, we ended up being in the car for about an hour and a half, which is different than we normally are on a Sunday night. We, we stayed up a little bit later than we normally stay up on a Sunday night. We did some things that we normally don't do yesterday. So we pushed ourselves outside of our comfort zone in a couple different ways. And last night, things got a little rough between us. I mean, we weren't throwing fists or anything like that. But it was just like (laughs) she was short with me. I was a little shorter than I normally am with her. The point is this. It's a roller coaster ride. Every day is a roller coaster ride. I have a quote that I say. If it doesn't feel good, you're doing it wrong. If it doesn't if feel it doesn't, good, you're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. It's important here that I'm not saying you're always going to feel good. <laughs> it, goes back to the, it goes back to the exercise thing, right? You're right. in the gym and you're tearing your muscles apart. It doesn't feel good. It's physically hurting you. But how do you feel? If, you're, if you've developed the point where you're a gym rat, 
or where you know that it's going to benefit you, you've gotten to the point that you feel good about that exercise. Well, apply that to last night. In the moment, when I'm sitting there ready to throw a fist, maybe ready to wring a neck, or she's ready to throw a pillow at my head or something, <laughs> it wasn't that bad last night. But let's go there for the experience. I prefer a drop kick a or the, uh, the big boot from Mike okay. Hogan used to do. <laughs> oh, Hogan. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a good memory. Um, uh, prayers so, and vitamins. So when, you're there, <laughs> so when you're there, though, in that moment, your ability to say, okay, I feel like crap. Right. Why do, why do I feel like, why do I feel bad? I feel bad because what she just said and, and, and what I've been through today pushed me. It, it told me I'm different. I'm, I'm stepping outside my comfort. I'm not enough. I'm not enough to be that person and still be enthused right now. Right? I'm not enough. Wow. I normally am enough. I normally feel like I'm enough. But right now I don't. Why? I feel, do I feel good or bad about that? I, I, I ask, how do I feel about that? And if I feel bad about that, I say, well, wait a second, because I don't want to feel bad. I want to feel good about pushing myself. So I start rewiring my brain and I start saying, okay, I'm tired right now. I'm not being effective right now. It would not be a good time for me to write a blog post right now or do a Facebook Live right now. It's time for me to recover right now. <laughs> it's time so for me to go to sleep. It's time. Are, are you saying that you don't have to grind all the time? Is that what you're trying to say? You can't. You Thank have you. to have recovery. Yeah. We'll talk, we, we can talk about the stages of flow. Maybe we should go there in just a second. We need to talk about the stages of the state of flow. But, um, but the, the trick is when you're in this recovery stage, which is one of the stages of flow, when you're feeling down, when you feel bad, when you feel like uh, the world's going to end, when you're stressed out and anxious because of those bills, because of the mortgage, because of the girlfriend just broke up you, when you're, when you're there – you're supposed to feel good about feeling bad. If you if your wife if your wife just came to you and said, "I want to end my relationship with you," is that going to feel good or bad? Uh, Out of the blue, it's going to suck. <laughs> it's going to feel awful. Okay. Is it good or bad that it feels bad? Because if you felt good about it, that would be a bad. That would not be right. That would be in. That would not be the desired reaction. So if it feels like shit, good. Good point. Okay. It's a good thing. <laughs> okay, I so, get that. So even the even the shitty feelings. Like if I look across a parking lot and I see someone breaking into a car, or or somebody being sexually harassed, I feel bad about that. Yeah. Right. Right. That's good that you feel bad about it. No, that makes perfect sense. That makes perfect sense. So if it doesn't feel good, you're doing it wrong. I've been working with some people for about six months now, and Martin's in that mastermind, and he heard – I think it might have been him that said it. It was either him or Jeff. And they said, um, they said, Clay, I can't believe it. I've been working with you for six months, and I'm, I'm, I think I'm starting to get it with, with what I just described. It's something that you have to constantly work on and constantly start because you're going to you're going to keep growing. If you're plateaued, if you're plateaued, you're not feeling those deep lows or those big highs. Right. That's one of the indications that's you asked me what it is about. What is a warning sign about being plateaued? Well, if you're bored, if you're just kind of having these like good days and bad days and good days and bad days, you're probably plateaued. On the other hand, if you're growing like crazy, you're having some good days and you're having some bad days, right? Some extremes. Right. <laughs> right. That's awesome. Man. Whew. You're just getting warmed up. Um, I love it, man. And you know, we're we're actually we I would like to have you on again when we can go into the stages of flow state and actually have a conversation that focuses on that. Our time is coming to an end, unfortunately. Um, it's always sad. 
Dude, you are Clay. I didn't mean to call you dude. I should give you more respect, sir. Um, I um, first and foremost, thank you, for thank you for your service. Thank you for everything that you're doing. I would love to have you back on because, again, I'm fascinated with the uh, the whole concept of of working in a flow state. And I know our audience. I mean, I just saw people light up when we just scratched the surface with it. So I'd love to have you on again, um, but I, I just want to commend you on the work that you do. I know several people that you're they're working with, and they just rave about how you've helped them transform their lives. And uh, so kudos to you, man. Thank you. Thank you, Joshua. It feels incredible, and you, you're doing the same, brother. Making well, a dent on the planet. Uh, I appreciate that. Do you have any last words for the audience? Meditate, 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 go meditate, meditate, start meditating, don't not meditate, 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 go meditate. Uh, I want to say thank you. Um, bounce it up, bounce people over to my website, um, all that good stuff. Thank you for that. There's a couple things that I can throw people. I have a PDF resource that they can download about the three habits that helps them get started. There's also, um, I actually have an, a state of flow opt-in and I'm going to, here comes the teaser for that next guest uh, appearance. The, the PDF describes the 17 triggers to the state of flow and it Ooh. describes the four, the, the four stages of flow. And so, yeah, go grab that PDF. It's on my website. It's over on the right-hand side. But, yeah, have fun. And it's been an honor. And thank you, sir. I really appreciate it. And I love the word dude, by the way. <laughs> it's a habit. Uh, I call my mom dude a sometimes. Good. She doesn't really like it very much, though. Um, well, Clay, I, I really am so grateful that you came on the show today. And, guys, um, for those of you that are watching on Facebook, you can see it on the screen but Clay's website is Enthusiastic Clay, but it's actually Enthusiastic Lay. E N T A S I A S T I C L A Y dot com. So um, you guys check him out. So uh, check out that PDF. Go ahead. Go ahead, Clay. Um, um, it's, it's enthusiastically misspelled because I'm from Alabama. Enthusiastically misspelled. <laughs> Alabama, home of the teeth brush. No, wait. That's the, never mind. I messed up the joke. That's an Home of the national champion. Home of the national champion. It's okay, man. It's all right. It'll be okay. <laughs> Have a great week, Clay. I'll see you soon, man. Have a good day, Joshua. Thank you. Yeah, man. God bless. Thank you. All right, I'm so sorry, guys, about the technical difficulties. Gosh dang it. I um, He had such a really a great message, and so I appreciate everyone's patience in um, just dealing with the in, the in the in the in the in the whole freezing of uh, the technology. But very, very grateful for you guys. Um, we are on Armed Radio and so grateful to be here. Um, we have some things to figure out. Bear with us. We have been a Facebook Live only show uh, for really the last few months, and we've been blessed with this opportunity. Um, so we've got some kinks to work, work through, but we're getting there. Um, and I just really want to give a shout out again. Thank you so much, Joe Rocks, for the opportunity uh, you can find us at armedradioglobal.com and um, also want to give a shout out again to SoCo Cannabis Creations. Go to SoCoCanna.com, uh, home of the world's greatest CBD products. I'm a huge fan of, they even have great skincare, honestly. Um, use the promo code LIVEMANA, that's L-I-V-E-M-A-N-A. -A. Uh, you'll save 10% and get free shipping. Uh, they can ship globally, folks. Um, but Facebook audience, armed radio audience, God bless you guys. Thank you so much uh, for putting up with my banter today and dealing with technical issues. We are going to get through this. We are going to um, we're going to try to get better every day. We um, <laughs> this is a dream come true for me. I'm so blessed to have this opportunity. I'm so grateful for this opportunity. And um, you know, every day we're going to try to bring you guys great guests and uh, good content. 
that hopefully you're able to take something from and have a better day. I have a great day. Um, you know, I, uh, man, I guess my time is up. I'm going over, but whatever it's, it's my show. And, um, I have a little bit more time, but I just want to say thank you guys so much. Uh, the audience, you guys, I really appreciate it. I love the comments. If you're listening on armed radio or online through any of the different channels, um, come check us out on Facebook. Look up Joshua T. Berglund, uh, or morning gratitude with the mayor. We would love to see you. Um, if you're interested in being on the show, reach out to us. But we love questions, love comments, and we appreciate the shares and just being a part of the show because you guys are what makes it successful. Uh, again, uh, so much gratitude towards you all. And uh, thank you guys. And we'll see you back here tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. on Armed Radio. For the Facebook audience, we'll be back at 12 Pacific with an awesome interview um, with two gentlemen from Pakistan that have an amazing technology that I cannot wait to show you guys um, and talk about. Thank you guys. God bless. And we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. For garden color from the ground up, start with the ground. Vigoro colored bark mulch from the Home Depot. Now three bags for just nine bucks. It protects your plants beautifully and maintains its color for up to 12 months in shades of red, brown, or black that really set off your garden, not to mention your spring. Bring on spring color with Vigoro colored bark mulch. Three bags, nine bucks. Now at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Limit 60 per customer. Color selection varies by store.